welcome to You Set the Tone, the podcast that takes an X-ray to the medical drama show ER. We examine the show with surgical precision and celebrate the high pressure and beating hearts of the show. My name is Sharon. My name is Ed. And I'm Sean. And today we're talking about season four. We're on season four, episode one, Ambush. This is a special episode. This is a very special episode. It is, and it's, it's <clears throat> funny enough, it's special for a couple of reasons. Now, there's the obvious main reason. Um, in that, no, I had, I didn't have a joke lined up. Sorry, oh, I was gonna have a joke lined one. up. Yeah, oh. I was like, oh no, I've, I've ruined everyone. I've ruined everyone's Don't day. When do you ever? Oh, uh, it's okay. We'll use the other live recording instead. Boom, yeah. saved it. <laughs> <laughs> Did they do two live recordings? They, they did. did because Absolutely. they had to do an East Coast or West yes. Coast. So, um, which I just, I can't even imagine that. Like I'm thinking of the turnaround between having to get things ready for the next. Oh, I yeah. just, I mean, all hats off to them. That I Absolutely. Think, like, they nailed it. They nailed yeah, it. Yeah. I think anyway. I um, agree. It's, it's tough. This isn't, it's, this show is so dis- not designed to be live. So the no. fact that they went out there and they did it the way they did it is just, I mean, they again, once again, leading from the front. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a few of the shows that did live episodes and they're the ones I'm thinking of are all after. Yeah. So Will and Grace did. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Coronation Street. Yeah. Which I watched in the EastEnders. early 2000s. I think I watched that as well, yeah. Don't uh, one. And 30 Rock, and I've just watched yes. the... 30 Rock did a few, and I think Will and Grace did a few as well. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but in Will and Grace, I, it annoys me a bit, and it's that um, Jack and Grace have a thing where they're, like, making each other laugh, and they're, like, oh, laughing on... St- like, actually on the thing, and it... I don't know, it just felt a bit... They're forced. trying to make each other corpse? Yeah, or uh, that, like... Okay. Oh look! You look what you're witnessing. Like I don't know. It didn't feel that real to me. But um, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, you, we don't have any of that in this. This is all very. No, it's just I was watching it, and I, normally I keep my head down and make notes. I couldn't not look at it mm. because it is so dynamic and so crazily sort of frenetic. And you, we talked before about the cameramen in the tra- camera people, Sean. In the trauma room, going around. Never <laughs> said a word. Look, look, look at how he he assumes that the the one of us who identifies as male uh, here would would say, "Not all men, Ed. Not all men." <laughs> hashtag. Uh, hashtag not all men. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Matt Damon. Um, but yeah, it's but to do that live, especially sort of at the halfway point where the gangbanger does what he does, is just crazy it's it is and and they don't pair anything back you know they could easily yeah. have gone right we're going to do er um and we're going to do it live so we're going to do it calm and just everything's in-house yeah, yeah. they 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 did not show away from the kind of having the traumas mm. having even the music to the traumas having the kind of um you know the big set piece fights the uh, the cute quieter moments like that's what i thought made it the most successful it felt like yeah you really done it and and they had to not rely on the stuff that they normally rely on normally they had that you know that steady cam we've talked about and the yeah, kind yeah. of having the music and in this they've had to get rid of all of that and they still managed to kind of 
you know, to do it really well. And what I think was, so, I mean, it's often lauded as kind of the idea that came from George Clooney and Anthony Edwards. That's always kind of oh, out okay. there. So apparently the idea came from them. Something that's quite funny that, because uh, um, Juliana talked a lot about on the Rob Lowe podcast about this actual live episode. And she talked about how, at the beginning when she spills the drink a lot of people are like, oh god you, you know you spilled the drink she's like that was the point like I did that wasn't a fake thing like it was the point and people got mm. quite fixated on that um and it's funny because it they wanted to give it more of a documentary like style so instead of the usual cam but it already feels quite documentary in, yeah. in a lot of ways doesn't it before yeah. that kind of it's like, mm. it, you know, obviously in the fact that it is done with steady cam, uh, but there's so much of that kind of guerrilla filming feeling yeah. whenever you go into a trauma, because I, I always I'm sitting there going and it's the most basic question over. How do they fit the, when they're when they're running around the beds? How do they yeah, fit yeah, the yeah. camera with everybody else in there? Um, and of course, it you know, a lot of the times you will get cuts in the action. You know, OK, we set up this shot, we set up. Yeah. But then a lot of the time you don't. Yeah. A lot of the time you do get yeah. continuous shots going ahead. And that's hard enough when you can stop and re-block a shot. Mm. But when you're like, okay, no, no, there In will it. be however many. And this was ER and it's prime. So however many million people are watching yes. this right now. Okay. I remember reading that. Oh, sorry. Ed. No, correct. Oh, just, just to finish that point, just I remember they had um, one of the backup plans was there was a load of extras were effectively told, okay, if something goes wrong, you walk this way. Yeah. And that will allow us to bring the action in this direction yeah um, wow. but apocryphally that was never needed everyone hit their marks i was just going to say they must have rehearsed this to the nth degree because the whole thing is choreographed like a ballet or mm. 15 ballets happening at the same time with a tap dancing routine and live singing <laughs> do you know what i mean it's and a baby they went and they went there they went we are bringing a baby onto stage yeah. like that to me was just oh, like yes. whoa you know like yeah, the yeah. things they were saying not to work with kids and babies you can't you you can't plan around them and yeah. they went no you know what no we're gonna have a, a baby they just um, needed a few dogs in there and you know cats yeah you know, dolphins well they had show. that little boy who played the dog and the kid you know? <laughs> yeah that's like, true that's true yeah, yeah. um uh, what I thought was uh, so apparently it was um, uh, it won an Emmy this good. episode, which is good. good. The episode won an Emmy for uh, outstanding technical direction camera video for a series, which um. I think I can't imagine anything being better than that. Um, and then there's little things I love, like all the way through, there's that kind of Cubs game going on in the background, and that was a real live yeah. game that was actually going on. Oh, and I just, what? of course, it, yeah, oh, that is brilliant. So that's why they kind of keep referring to it as well. So because it it was real, it's happening. That's why it's kind of more prominent than I think on normal. They wanted to be like, hey, look what we're doing. Would would that be long enough for the Western East Coast? I have no idea. I think baseball games. If it's baseball, go on for it. Yeah, they're long. It's like cricket goes on and on. And on and on. Um, Um, I just think those little moments are are just really... we unfortunately didn't get to see it live like that in this country. No. Um, and I think we all always see the East Coast, is my belief. Is, That's the one on the DVD release, yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, I just could imagine how exciting it must have yeah. been. You know, I remember watching the EastEnders, you're kind of half watching and half going, oh my God, oh my God, something's going to happen. Oh my God, like, I hope this works. I hope yeah, everyone's yeah. okay. Like, it's that. But, you know, as I say, you know, we didn't get to 
experience that. Um, Oddly enough, I mean, you're you're right. I didn't get to watch it live, but I do remember this episode because I remember the build up and the buzz around it, that it was to be a live episode. Yeah. But we probably both got it on Channel 4, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was. I more remember the buzz about um, Alex Kingston because she'd done, if memory serves, she'd done Mole Flanders, which was a huge period show on ITV, I want to say, which wasn't always known for its quality <laughs> for its yeah it's quality it's, it's it's commercial channel for those who don't know um and so it tends to be a bit more uh, tabloidy for one of a better term mm. they've you know they've got to sell commercial space so they're going to make things a bit bigger and a bit more sexy and but she came to my impression she came straight from that to er which is a big did, yeah a big deal yeah you know what i mean but this is what I love as well about ER is that they kind of had their finger on the pulse and the zeitgeist. Yes. And they, so at the time, you know, London was having this real and England were having this real kind of look, everything's going on. We're so exciting. We've got this. We've got this crazy art world. Our music's great. Films are coming out of here. All this talent. So, you know, they picked upon you and McGregor and then they mm. kind of they've got their finger on the pulse and go, oh, I, you know what? We're going to we're going to bring in Alex Kingston, who isn't yeah. that known over here, but we know she's gonna, good enough. Yeah. let's kind of bring her on um so let, let's start at the beginning you know it starts it's black as we say there's no kind of um you know there's no music or, or titles we do get the names coming up and mm. kind of hear them setting up and you know talking about hospital smells which i thought was quite funny mm. um and then it opens on on carol uh, and the guy kind of fixing the the um camera in the doctor's lounge in the corner looks a bit hidden away as we see throughout yeah. the episode people don't always realize it's there um and that's where you know we see the cubs thing and she spills the milk and then we're straight into a into the trauma room with green and yeah. doug uh, not green uh, is it doug and carter no it is green and doug and then carter yeah, joins yeah. treating yeah. justin chang who's a who they think is a kid but he turns out he's 24 <laughs> that was so yeah. funny i know you're not going to be uh, carded till you're 40 or something. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I know far too many. I am not one of those people, but I know far too many people who are well into their 30s, and you know who you are, uh, who will still get carded. I do. Uh, I, well, I'm yeah. happy for you, I guess. Yeah, I don't. Self-service tills, they'll come over. They don't even look at me. They just sense the aura of age and decrepitude. <laughs> experience, Ed. They, they Thank sense you. the experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I believe it's called the whiff of stale vodka. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's myself. I, uh, hand, hands up. That's myself. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so Carter arrives to assist. And then Benton comes in. And this is brilliant because obviously where we left Carter and Benton oh, yeah. were Carter's, you know, um, Carter's left surgery. So Benton comes in, talks about how he hasn't slept for 36 hours because they're short-handed in, in surgery. And he doesn't even talk to Carter like, oh, like no, it's so childish. But then um, this is Benton. You know, it's kind of well, like, yeah. So you're absolutely right. This is childish and uh, get over it. But at the same time, oh, it's Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Has Benton learned anything? No. Well, he doesn't treat uh, later on in the episode, he speaks to a patient and doesn't treat her with the disdain of how dare you speak to me, peasant. <laughs> that's, that's true. Short. 
And sort of Benton comes in and saying, oh, you're doing that today. And say, oh, don't look at the camera. Yeah, right. It's just... Oh. He's just got content the whole way through. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And later when the camera comes up and he just, they explain what they're doing and he goes, no, thank you. And I just <laughs> yeah. thought, that's so... Br- no, thank you. Just, um, yeah, yeah. this is not... And we're at other, we see other... Yeah, because we see other doctors kind of be like, oh, I'm not sure. But he is really less like, no. And you know not to kind of film him. Um mm. How do we want to do this? Do we want to go beat by beat, or do we want to go? Uh, this is this is a tricky one, isn't it? Um, That's why I was thinking maybe beat by beat. Uh, okay. Yeah. So instead of following storylines, just go straight through. Yeah. Yeah. So that sounds good to um, me. You're in charge. So yes, yeah, so then we've got Carter, who's giving too much information to the patient, and know. you know, yeah. well, Doug, well, Doug leads because he's like, this isn't a pediatrician case. <laughs> I could go out. I mean, I could think of nothing better than going into hospital and a pediatrician coming down to try and treat me because they think I'm so young. I <laughs> love it. Uh, get the uh... oh god, is it gerontologist? He looks after all <laughs> geriatric people. Geriatric, oh. yeah, geriatric, yeah. yeah. Um, which would probably happen to me here. Put her in a wheelchair, hook her up to an IV. <laughs> I'll put you in a home. Yeah. Uh, Alice, I have. I once went. To, we were going to hospital with my sister, and um, she was she was going in. She was being admitted, and they kept trying to admit me because I looked that terrible and she looked that well that wow. they kept trying to admit me. And she laughs about that to this day. I do not. But there you go. No, it's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> It's the funniest thing ever. Like that is sorry, that's hilarious, by the way. It uh, is. But like, how do you, hmm, what's the best way of looking at this? Either that's awful, and I'm terrible. Uh, uh, well, I am terrible, um, and they are terrible for everything to you. Or, oh, they just they wanted can. to help. They yeah. did. That's so nice. <laughs> that's the NHS. Um, yeah. I also Extra had... 350 million a week is obviously going toward patient care. <laughs> exactly. Don't get it started. Don't you don't. Um, I have another story about hospital and and that's embarrassing, but maybe I won't share that one today then because after that, it's just I woke up one morning and my uncle used to sometimes come and stay at our house and he was there and I came down the stairs and he was so scared by my appearance. He kept trying to take me to hospital. He kept saying, we need to go to the hospital. We need to go to the hospital. I don't know how I looked. I must have just been tired, but he kept trying to take me to hospital. So me and hospitals, we don't, we don't, (laughs) I'm obviously so scruffy and terrible looking that people just want to treat me wow. there you go um i think Carter it was nice thank you i, always been I wouldn't admit full. you i would send you away if you <laughs> came to me you. thank you potentially really charge you with that. wasting medical time <laughs> even if even if sharon had a leg hanging off you know when yeah. she have another one like that. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be I'm fine, fine. Yeah. <laughs> um I love the fact that going back to the, the trauma Carter is yeah. getting all excited and going, okay, you just don't need to be that on. And he's like, no, 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 no. That, that's him. Yeah, that's, that's I was him. Like, Carter wasn't acting. I was like, yeah. oh. And that's what I love as well. Because you get the different reactions to it. You get kind of, some doctors aren't even paying attention. Some yeah. are very stiff and some are like, you know, really performing and like, hello. Yeah. Oh, Doug acting up behind the camera oh, every God, time. Yeah. It's- yeah. <laughs> just George um, Clooney being George Clooney yeah absolutely exactly exactly um and then we hear that a doctor there's a doctor at the admit who does not want to consent so the filmmakers kind of have to go there to find out try and talk to them turns out it's Anna Anna's very she's very um what's the word she's suspicious of what they will mm. do with the footage she doesn't feel like as much as they say to her you know oh we're gonna 
put it into this documentary, she feels like they'll have that footage and they can use it any which way, which, mm. you know, I think that's quite prescient for what we now know happens a lot, really, kind of. Well, that's true. And, I mean, if, say, you know, read the fine print, because if you read the wrong thing or you've been to you give us permission to edit this whatever way we like. Yes. And yeah. then suddenly we're taken sound. Gosh. And yet every single documentary is made with all of the best love. And certainly no mm-hmm. one ever goes out with an agenda or mm. anything like that. So yeah, just basically yeah. see reality TV from that, from, you know, its inception. You know what I mean? It's Big Brother. They'd edit things together and then you've got a, a baddie just because they've edited together that way. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Because you have to have a storyline. There's no such yes. thing as yeah. reality in reality TV because there's no, no plot. There's exactly. no plot. There's no, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we've got Weaver and she's trying to convince Anna. And we can see that Weaver's really like behind this idea yeah. because she thinks it'll be great for the hospital for people to see kind of the work they do, understand a bit more about it, maybe get better funding, just all kinds of opportunities she sees. Doug's very much like, look, come on, Anna, we'll go to the doctor's lounge and yeah. we'll talk about it. Um, and that's they, they neither know that they're being filmed. And that's what Anna says she's, she's worried about about mark she feels like he's being shaky yes. doug's like no but this is this mark came up with this idea and was mm. very into it so we see why doug's so excited and on board is because this is something mark has shown an interest in and mm. possibly might be showing signs of feeling better so doug's yeah. gone right great grab the bull horns we are there um so we kind of see his motivation because you know we've seen him before when cameras have been in his face and he's been like yeah. no 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 don't don't i'm nobody like don't pay attention kind of um <clears throat> so Anna and Yen signs, doesn't she? She's like yes. fine. Um and then Jeannie is with Green. Now, this is somebody who is definitely not feeling good in front of the camera. I know. It's <laughs> uh, but she's the sort of a pro as well. She says resp- she sort of stumbles on the word resp. She says, Do you want to retake oh. that? And they're like, Oh yeah, that's fine. It's like that. <laughs> that was so oh, good. Is, it's I feel like they're almost kind of suggesting this could happen, but it hasn't happened, but it did happen in the fictitious do you know what i mean the, yeah in the yeah. story and i thought that was quite smart. like a real nod to it it's a thing yeah, we don't yeah. want to happen so we'll, we'll yeah, nod yeah. to it yeah yeah um well she's treating a man called boz she's trying to order a bunch of tests green's very much like no it's the cheap cigars and the burrito lunch he's had mm. um you know it's fine we'll do this one test and then he can kind of he can go home and then another person who's also not great in front of the camera, Morgan Stern turns oh, up and he's so very, stiff. he's like, hello, oh, yeah. shaking yeah, like, his hand, like they're in an interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's, yeah, he's so aware and it's just, He's so yeah. stilted and very much like, mm. you don't have to film this. Then why did you come down to talk to <laughs> Dr. Green? Um, I thought there, that was there cool. might be a, There might be a reason. Mm. Do you remember not... he exists? Because mm, he hasn't been be, around for a while. Yeah, he hasn't been, and I think, I think, enjoy all of the Morgan Stern that you can in season four. Mm-hmm. That's all I will say about oh. that. Mm-hmm. Well, the nurses who become <laughs> kind on. of my <laughs> favorite. <laughs> um, favorite part of of this because every so often we get these moments with the nurses where they're kind of yeah, talking yeah. about something else at this point they're talking about that favorite topic you know what the, the reasons people come up with for why something is in their bum 
<laughs> you're right. Sorry, that's you're hilarious. Kind of going, but you're, you're right. Kind of going around it and trying to slice it. We just went straight for sticking it up their bum. Sticking it up their bum. Yeah. yeah. We get this delightful story about oh, the time somebody came in with a radio up there and. Mark just wanted to change the station. Yeah, it's like to listen to the Cubs game. I was like, I crease. There's so many funny moments in this episode. I don't know if they're funny because they're live or they they pulled out the stops or what. It's just it's just great because then we get that really lovely camaraderie. So the idea about relationship come comes up. You know, there's a mention of Mark and Tuni's like me. Mm. I don't have a relationship with Mark. It's like, <laughs> yeah. all right, nobody. Now you've said that. Um, yeah, yeah. And then Carol's very much like, no, 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 it's more with cops and uh, mm. and firemen, you know, not really. And Doug's there and playing up to the camera doing his whole... Yeah, he's like cracking his jaw yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they 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 uh, they kind of walk off. But Malik t- tells the crew that Green was beaten oh, up. Um, mm. Which this will crew... certainly have no lasting repercussions. Exactly. Uh, and the crew had no idea, so obviously a crew hears something like that. That's it then, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, like, of course they're going to go after that. And in fairness, of course they are. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's the drama. That's what you chase. Mm. That's And there is, there is an interest. It is an interesting story, the idea of the doctor being the patient. You know, that is intriguing rather yes. than... Um, and then this is one of my favourite bits, when Carol and Doug have gone off. That's and they... Brilliant think that because the camera's not there that the camera can't hear them so they're having talk about you know private chats about what they're going to be up to later and how it's not going to get any sleep and they're like oh look at the cameraman filming like you can tell you know they can't lip read yeah and then he says to me like hi you like he's quite nasty about the guy and then carol's like he's waving and they both realize they're (laughs) mic'd Whoops! Brilliant! Another funny moment. Carol really just brilliant. runs. Uh, <laughs> um, and in fairness, Doug is being a bit mean. He calls him a dumbass. He didn't. He does. Call him a dumbass. I know. It was a he's, bit uncalled for. He's the one who's been playing up to the camera every chance he can get. Like, hey, can I go on TV? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Give me my own show. Look at me, yeah, handsome yeah. and fun. Yeah. Uh, um, and then we've got Carter's kind of doing a walk and talk to the camera, being all like, yes, I used to be in surgery. And in surgery, you had a lot of supervision. But here I could kind of, you know, I'm my own man. And the leader yeah, kind yeah. of goes, Carter, hurry up, get in here. <laughs> I love um, that. And I love as well yeah. because, one, the nurses are amazing and deserve all of the credit that they ever get. So I love yeah, that yeah. she is the one who's just like, Carter, get in here yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, like, God love Carter. Whenever it seems like, whenever he starts well, it's gonna go bad for him. Yes, uh, and th- and then vice versa. Sometimes, so yeah. you know, fing- you know, fingers crossed. He has a horrible start to the day, and things yeah. get better <laughs> as the day goes on. But mm, mm. so uh, his lovely, you know, suit that he was wearing yeah. to work. Oh my goodness! The effects Goodbye. on this were amazing. Just but they were really. I think good. they were doing that thing where you see on a lot of TV shows where they do comedy projectile. Yeah, and kind of, I think like they're hiding like yeah, hiding a hose or something like that. But the guy did it so quickly, and then this this absolute fountain of spew. And and, spew and having seen somebody um, projectile vomit not that far from me once. Oh um, really? It that it is. It looks fake really? when somebody's a physical actually doing it because it just because it's yeah. just it, it, like. You're not in a way. You're not supposed 
to do that. Obviously you do because it's your body expelling something that it's not supposed mm. to be there. But in all social settings, it doesn't come out that way. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. it goes yeah. in, generally yeah. in smaller so, amounts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm my experience, hi Pete. He knows who he is. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we've got that. I, I love that about it. It's like Carter just being all like, he's, it's that cocky thing yeah, we've yeah. seen from him and he's trying to play it, but he always, every time he tries to be mm-hmm. cocky, something knocks him down. Um, and yes. in this case, it's it's the sick, which is just a horrible, like brown, thick, horrible oh, no. colour. Um, and I think it was, they said the East Coast, it, it went on his outfit and in the West Coast, he used the curtain. So in oh, the really? East Coast, he's got the, um, he picks up the kind of bedpan thing and in the uh, West Coast, he pulls around the curtain. Oh, no way. Oh, I like that. I just say, cute I, I, little I'd differences. Love, love to watch them side by side. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, that would be fascinating. Sorry, I I totally agree with you. That would be absolutely fascinating now, just because, I mean, come on, we are ER geeks. It's what we do. So I really would enjoy seeing that. Me too. So 13 Rock have done it. So on their DVD, you can see the West Coast one as well. And I always thought that was interesting because they had, um, in the East Coast version, they had Paul McCartney as the kind of cameo. And on the West Coast, they had Kim Kardashian. And I thought, what are they trying to say about the West Coast people? Because that's the second one, because the first... Because it's on Amazon Prime right now, so I'm, as you, you may know, I'm having a big rewatch, and that's literally what I was going to say next, Sharon, because we are in sync. Mm-hmm. Um, Synced up Menzies. I was going to make that joke, but, you know. Oh, okay. I thought that was in See, poor taste. S- this, is, uh, this, is, this is... Okay. Ah, so that's why you left it to me. Nicely done. <laughs> it's it's just like your that. role. But, um, but, yeah, on Amazon Prime, the first one, they do the West... They play the East Coast one and then the West Coast because they have different intro singers and I think there's slight differences yeah um but just just timing and things like that but but yeah it's um but I, I don't know the second one's Kim Kardashian yeah I don't think I've seen, I think they only showed the first one it's yeah Paul they McCartney. often only show yeah. Paul McCartney I, I think the, the Kim Kardashian one is on the special features on the DVD uh, okay. which is why I think I've seen it um um anyway so yeah it's, it's there are a few little moments that will come up and we'll talk about them as they go that are a tiny tiny bit different but that that was one um and then the filmmaker filmmakers interviewing green um mm. while he keeps being interrupted and we have that cute moment with malik as well being like what's this gonna be on hi mom yeah he's yeah. like pbs he's like pbs like oh my God, <laughs> I thought this is gonna be on proper network TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which which i thought was funny um and then we find out that actually boz um is sicker than Green realised, and Jeannie comes out and shows him the mm. test results. Yeah. You mean Schoenberger? Because I thought Boz was the guy who comes in next to the cancer patient. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I thought she said he said Boz. Oh, okay, never mind. I think um, I made the same mistake. Because, Ed, I think you're right, but, Sharon, I think I made the same... Mistake uh, as me, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm not just that. saying <laughs> to make you feel better. We're, we're just thick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we are. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Um, well, Sharon isn't. So he's having an em- oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, he looks so sad. If looks, if looks could kill. Well, it's just that Ed's got a much better memory than me because he's had a lot more time to practice having memories than I have. <laughs> Come on, that was a good one. Come on. 
<laughs> moving on, Sharon. Moving uh, Moving on. So he missed the MI that he's having. Yeah. So what they do is he kind of says to him, oh, we think it might possibly be you go and sit back there. We're going to get you on a monitor. We're going to give you some stuff. And they're like, well, is he having an MI? And Green's trying to kind of fumbling. And he's like, yes. And I'm trying to buy him time. But I'm also trying to buy me time because I missed it. Um, yeah. Which... Oh, I don't know, to kind of say that to a film camera. Yeah, I think the mistake, <laughs> I thought it was like they don't have mistakes. Do you know what I mean? They sort of, odd. it's just an interesting point. They went, yeah, I made a mistake there. Yeah. When you just put, no, we give them time. Like, that's how I would have done it. So I don't know. I'm not green. But um, then the ambulance comes in with the mm. esophageal cancer patient, Boz, uh, yep, Um and his friend, Reg, who's getting very stressed. Now, I thought this was a really, really good scene because it's that first kind of rushing of a patient in and we're in the trauma room and it's kind of a bit more heightened. And and it's great to watch them all kind of work, as you say, you know, they're having to remember where they're moving. They have to remember their words, which are all complicated. And, and you've got new players in there as well as old. You know, you've got these two new actors you know, who aren't as seasoned, but you don't notice that, you know, it's all just, and they make a real big kind of show of how they're actually still doing, they'll, they'll show like where they're about to do something to, you know, putting in um, injections and, and, yeah. and things like that. Cause I think they really still wanted to keep all of that in. Um, well, he mentions the crike. So he, he says, oh, mm-hmm. crike, and it's all mad. Then he, he throws out the full things. So I think he says cricothyroidotomy and I'm like, Fair play doing that. Wow. Just, just like that, yeah. Um, and then we cut to the cleaner who is there to add some light relief. <laughs> oh, he's brilliant. Oh, he's, he's just brilliant, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think we've ever heard the janitorial staff in ER say anything more than two words before. And this guy is like the wise man of the building yeah, who's yeah. seen it all, done it all. <laughs> and he and he and he makes those, I mean true i guess comments yeah. about you know you see a human body and you think they're a certain size and you just don't think there's yeah. enough that will come out of them and you're just like oh my goodness um and <laughs> he says you know we can handle this and then it goes into a real kind of you know you can almost hear the bombs falling behind him but it's the gore it's the gore <laughs> don't talk about no. you go home yeah, yeah. yeah. I was fucking knob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You weren't there, man. You weren't there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Although he does talk about God and how you know he could only do actually. his job because yeah, you know, an atheist couldn't do it because you once you know you're made in the image of mm. God, then all of this is all godly, and that's how he gets through it. I was gonna say we, the only other time we've spoken to a cleaner is when a cleaner does CPR on a patient that that um. Oh yeah. Uh, Carter and Doyle. Doyle, who's not in fourth season very much. Um, yeah, yeah. So they, they, that's the only other time is when they're performing <laughs> luckily essential duties, but yeah. Um, and then they're talking to Green about trauma, uh, and that's when they start. Yeah. Uh, well, he starts talking about how when he was dealing with somebody in his first year, he's very much like, no, no, you know, at this stage, I'm, I can deal with it. I'm fine. Everything's great. But when I first started, this girl came in and I realized she was a girl of a guy I went, I did, uh, I was in medical school with and I'd known her and trauma isn't something that happens to someone else. It was a kind of the first moment. And that's yeah. when the crew start going, well, what about your, 
your own kind of incident yeah. and he becomes very defensive and just completely shuts the um shuts down the interview yeah, yeah it, it just shows how much he is still not processing what happened right. to him mm. um it's you know still something that's com- obviously it's you know fresh and he's still wearing a splint on his hand uh he's he's got a uh, i think a, a healing up cut on his forehead yeah. for the episode yeah, yeah. as well so which is show that you know some episode, some time has gone by but not enough that he's a okay absolutely and it's you know it, it it's quite a frustrating period of mark's tenure on yeah. er because it's 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 hard to see mark stuck like this yeah and we've know. seen it before, so it can feel a bit like, okay, I know this is for a different reason, but mm. we have kind of seen this. It can feel a, possibly a bit repetitive. Um, yes, to be yep, to be totally fair. Yes, you're right. Um, like, you know, we see other lots of characters go through traumatic times and experiences. I think, to be honest, nearly all of them at one point yep. or another. Um, and sometimes that in itself is the variety and that it's someone else this is happening to. Um, yay, group trauma. But, uh, <laughs> and it's not like we've cycled through everyone and come back to Mark. It's a bit like, you know, I would you give Mark a bit of a break now, would you? Yeah. But, yeah. But then I suppose, and I think we made this point last season, is that uh, it's it's kind of done almost real time. No, the, the cuts and bruises don't get better by the next yeah. episodes, you know? Yeah. And that's you know, Rachel's still alive. You know, there's things we have to deal with ongoing. <laughs> as um, is Jen. Yeah. As is Jen. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, and I think, I suppose what they're trying to do with this is that, because when he's talking about a traumatic experience of, the, of, of that little girl, I think we as the audience know he's reflecting a bit closer to what he actually went through, but he can't admit Um so that's quite interesting. We have bad news for Carter. He thinks, you mm-hmm. know, he turns out he's going to be an intern again, not a second year, like he thought. You'd think that's something he potentially might have checked. And yet this is so in character for him. Yeah. 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 I think he just is like, no, no, I've done that many. T- that, that means I'll just get a free pass up this way. But Weaver's right. She says, you know, you did two years in in surgery in surgery yeah not yeah. in the ER they're different things you kind of have to start again yeah. um, I mean t- like if I'm being like really yay Carter for a second he did a lot of his surgery rotations in the issue he kept giving out yeah. about the fact that he was in the ER yeah. <laughs> and I can most certainly understand why he's like ah does none of this count yeah. you know but uh yeah then again if Weaver says no it's no it's not like if, if you need to know the rules and uh, did you see him he goes mark can i talk to you about Carter? <laughs> yeah. you are wasting your time buddy yeah. <laughs> yeah um well it's great because i mean it's a sad storyline with this os- esophageal cancer guy because you know he's yes. he's terminal really yeah. um and green has to talk to the wife and the wife comes in and she's a teenager practically she's a very young so green's very much like, oh no she's young i'm gonna have to really force her to to face some real truths and it's going to be tough and he completely underestimates her petra the wife and she turns around and she completely is like no i've got it here's his dnr he had a dnr here but reg wouldn't have picked it up 
just really together about it all yeah. which I thought I, I don't know I like it when when they do that sometimes you know they bring somebody in and they completely subvert your yeah kind of conscious um and it also I mean it, it, it's it what it more than suggests it outright states that you know this is fairly late stage esophageal yeah. cancer yeah they, they've spoken to the doctors they know and the way she just hands him the DNR yeah. and I like as well the way they explored and they did, they tried, they checked and they wanted to know, was he a DNR? They went yeah. through the, you know, whatever checklist they can while there was this giant ticking clock over their head. They made a call. I think they absolutely made the right call. Yeah. Because um, you have to assume, you, know, you can't assume DNR. You have to mm. assume yeah. heroic measures. Because you can't reverse that one. Where you exactly. Can, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they would pull out the little, the slate type thing for him to kind of, yeah, like yeah. kind of kids thing that he could if he could write, write, and he couldn't yeah, write. So they were yeah. like, right, okay, we'll have to just get in there. And that's when Reg is getting even more upset and, you yeah. know, just do it, which, it, you know, it's, it must be tough to watch, but they do have their their process. Um, and then ER does that thing that shocks everybody is that they decide to have a baby in on their, on the episode. <laughs> so Anna and Doug are trying to treat this baby who's, who's had a dog bite and the mom and the dad are fighting. And I love this scene because it's really small, but it, you can just see everybody in that family for who they are. Like yeah. just a few lines of exposition. And it's like, yeah, we get it. So the wife is angry because she wants the dog to be put down. The da- dad's like, no, you're not putting the dog down. Um, Doug and Anna look over the look over the baby who is crying at this point. And I thought they must have just known that if that was going to happen, that they would just continue on because they don't look phased by that at all. And they yeah. just kind of continue on, don't they? Um, and then you like, it's not, it turns out it's not a canine. It's, <laughs> it, 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 it's a human yeah. or a homo sapien. Mm. An immature um, one at yeah. that. And the camera <laughs> just pulls back. The little lad is looking so angelic. Like, yeah. what, me? <laughs> He's got a chunk of his sister in his mouth. Yeah, um, still chewing, yeah. I love that, yeah. And the mother goes, you know, oh, honey, I told you not to do that. And the dad is like, well, he gets he a gets hug. A hug. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, yeah. the dog gets put down. The boy just gets a hug. And you like, just see the dynamics. <laughs> from, exactly, from five lines, we know a lot about that family. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Brilliant writing. Um, and then Green comes in and he's in a very bad mood because he's been, you know, they've brought up all that trauma stuff and is a, a woman who's an uh, who's an addict who's obviously needs help and is in pain and he's very, he just shuts down. He's horrible really to her. Nasty, he's, he? he's horrible to her, to be honest. Yeah. Dismissive. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, because even if, I mean, he's, there's no question in his mind. She's, we are led to believe she's come in with a story. Yeah. Right. Um, now, we don't actually because there is a comment on this book. So we're led to believe that she comes in with a story that is, you know, she was making popcorn. The popcorn blew up and then she has got these burns on mm-hmm. her face. Yeah. Uh, Green's having none of it. He's yeah. just like, yeah. lay off the crack, um, which is uncomfortable because Green has had, because she is a person of color mm-hmm. and Green has had a run of bad calls, assumptions and frankly, he says it himself, racist yeah. ideations about people of color. So for him to go right in with lay off the crack, I was a bit like, same. Oh, I'm a bit worried, Mark, because even then the interviewer or the documentary maker goes, are you not going to get a talk screen to confirm? No. Yes, and he just gives it a brush. 
the taxpayers of Chicago don't want to give her a tox cream and she's clearly on crack. I was like, oh, you don't know that for sure. You're making an assumption. She, okay, you're a doctor, so you know more than us, but at the same time... It might be more could than be, crack. There could, could be other be, things. Yeah, there could be a lot of reasons. Also, you're condemning her yeah. to, to less thorough treatment because you've decided she's on crack. And that and it's her yes yeah, and responsibility exactly. she's less you don't know what's happened in that woman's life exactly the leader to that point maybe she just really likes crack well there's that too yeah well yeah. He's, he, he kind of feels like he's tricked her when yeah. he goes well what have you had to eat today and she says nothing he goes not even popcorn no uh-huh. and it's a bit no, like blue in the face she's yeah i was gonna say you know, yeah, how was she gonna eat that i thought Must that finish popcorn <laughs> so before an ambulance arrives um, and it's just mark Again, this is not a good look on you, mate. No, um, you know, yes, I'm, we might begrudgingly have to, accept, and I do say begrudgingly here, might begrudgingly have to accept that you might be right about this patient, but I don't like the way you went about it. No, no. I, that's the thing. Everybody should be dealt with with dignity and humanity, especially if they come in and they are, you know, it's different if somebody's really shouting at you or being abusive or that you know sure different yeah. measures but she wasn't doing any of that no. she was just and he just keeps saying eat well and stop doing crack and I thought oh that is so so privileged thing for you to yeah. say to somebody eat well yes. as if like everybody has money to go out and buy organic veggies and fruits and yeah. to make meals and you know oh yeah all eat of well. that you're right oh thank goodness I'd never thought of that great uh, I'll go and have <laughs> steak tonight instead of crack yeah <laughs> Um, and then we get <laughs> we get a cute moment where Weaver wakes Peter up, who's asleep in the in the hallway, hmm. which is which is a nice little you know of Peter's tired moment. Um, and then Green and Doug are discussing the filmmakers in the lounge, are being you know quite annoyed and angry at them. <laughs> Carol comes in and says, "Oh, you know, uh, the camera's there," and they're like, "What is it on?" And then they kind of flick it away. Um, oh dear, I know. Oh gosh, I, I mean. Oh. Lads, you should always check the cameras anyway. <laughs> always, anyway. Yeah. Have you put any of, in my room still, Sean? Um, not any new more? ones. So, <laughs> so I love the, the, the shot in the break room, that camera shot. But at the same time, also reminds me of a few found footage films, like horror films. Ooh. So in my head, I was still Blair thinking... Witch. Yeah, Blair Witch. Um, I was thinking more of the paranormal activity films where they have that kind of, they'll have cameras locked off for, you know, viewing of paranormal activity, duh. Um, but it, I just expected well, like yes. a shadow to move or, or during like, or something to happen just because it's in my head about fan footage. But there we go. But that, that shot it particularly because it's so high up. Yeah. And it's that bird's eye, you know, that bird's eye view of the, well, it's really maybe, invasive, isn't maybe it? Maybe Carol well? didn't spill the milk. Well, I was saying that's ectoplasm or a ghost did it. Well, it's not exactly what I was saying it was, but a ghost certainly did it. Moving on. So, <laughs> so really I scared. believe the, uh, the Cubs are uh, leading by eight at this point. <laughs> possibly, yeah. possibly. Uh, the double trauma comes in. So this is the yeah. big moment of the episode. We've got yes. a double trauma. We've got a boy who's been beaten up and a bystander who was Mr. Williams, who was trying to help him basically. So they mm-hmm. come in um, and the sister of the, of the boy, Ms. Cruz is her name. She, she's explaining that it all happened with baseball bats 
and um and they do this, this ingenious thing where all the way through they've kind of alluded to this guy who keeps playing his drums kind of he's in the in the kind of weight room at one point just playing his drums and then he gets brought back and he's because what happens is well as, as these are brought in that you know that drumming gets louder and louder and they could justify it by it because that's they haven't added the music on because this is live but we've got this guy who's drumming um which helps you know add that music and that tension um until kind of mark says can any somebody stop that guy from drumming um yeah and, you know, and do you know what this time I get his frustration. I do. Oh, okay. Gosh, that would stress yeah. me out. I, I love the addition it makes to the soundscape of this episode. It's very chaotic and I'm sure it's the same. Well, no, because we don't get, and there's no incidental music. So we're hearing all of it, which I really enjoyed that aspect to it. It's so vibrant and alive. I thought it was a clever way to do it, to get yeah. to introduce that. Mm. Um so yeah, and then this gang arrives and they're very aggressive and Chuni's, mm. you know, shouting at them. Um, and then the sister comes out and she starts saying, you know, I saw you, you pushed that guy over the railing and really... Mm. And then that's when this fight breaks out, which that's is where you're just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like You're just like, All right, go on, Annette, lads. Make your life difficult for yourself during a live episode. Yeah. And it's so good because yeah. it's, it's kind of like with moments like this, you have them going we're not going to go for the kitchen sink here. Like yeah. uh, the kitchen sink. Sorry. They are doing, they're throwing everything, but the kitchen sink at it. What I mean is they're yeah. not going for the kitchen sink drama, yeah. which right. they would have understandably will do a talky or it's like, no, 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 no. Season mm. four, baby. Season uh. four. Um, and yeah, although I, I caught myself thinking on that episode, in that bit of the episode where Chuni is obviously fantastic and she's able to speak to them. Well, first of all, she's able to speak to them in Spanish, yeah. which is, you know, is able to maybe for a few seconds de-escalate. Yes. Um, and then you have Miss Cruz comes out, who is the sister, and you know, things escalate again. But I do remember, <laughs> I think at one point Randy was there and I was like, I'm not worried in any way. No one's in any danger. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Take care she's of us all. There. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all fine. Yeah. She's got a gun under there somewhere she's got a gun in her gun yeah <laughs> she's more gun loving than than um old doyle yeah exactly <laughs> you can just see the two of them you yeah. call that a gun this yeah. is a gun <laughs> i feel like that's the buddy cop movie we need for this 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 year oh, is, yeah. is doyle and doyle and randy <laughs> a little spin-off oh, of them i would um, i would watch that 100 <laughs> i would watch that um and what's really sad is they're kind of going between the rooms. So you've got the boys being beaten up by the gang and then the man who um, who was trying to save him and they kind of threw him off down the railing is that it seems quite likely he's paralysed. They're kind of trying doing all those yeah. tests where they touch him Awful. and he can't feel it. Um, and later Weaver's kind of discussing the case with the camera and she's really trying to sell aspects of the ER. So she's talking about the case and then she's very, being very much like, oh, you know, look, there's so much more women and diversity and the cameraman's like, I'm going to look somewhere else. And then oh. she's like, nope, come back, come back. Um, but that's when Morgenstern arrives who's in, and he's in cardiac trouble. And that is when Weaver's like, get out. I don't want you yeah. in here, you know. Um, so again, you know, it's it, we've already got these two boys. We've got this gang issue going on outside. Now we've got Morganstone coming in. It, it really is like, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna make any of this easy. This is, yeah. this is what we do. Um, 
Um, yeah. That just sorry, just on the Morgenstern yeah. thing. Did either of you think as well that Morgenstern's first appearance was just the joke was that he was petrified of the camera? Yeah. yeah. I thought that's where they were going with that when he was I sitting there so. with Mark. It was like, oh, uh, you know, sh- very awkwardly shaking hands with Mark. I just thought, like, you know, I've done my thing of showing my face and now I'm getting out of the ER. So yeah. when he came back down again, I was like, okay, what's, what's, yeah. what's, what's he doing here? Um, He's diaphoretic and very, aka, very sweaty. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I was like, it's so funny that how doctors talk to each other in yeah, those yeah. kinds of terms, still, you know, oh, your pulse is such a such a rather well, yeah. just going, you're sweaty and your heart is racing, you know. Um, <laughs> so the gang boy ends up going up to surgery. Uh Carter's kind of bagging him, bent and kicks him out. Uh, um, I no, yeah. again, sorry, Perry. Do it. Is that such an issue? Do you know I, what I mean? Wait. Like, are, are we just picking up on that because it's Carter? Of course, yeah, because in and Carter has obviously felt already disgruntled about the fact that, you know, I'm stuck in the ER. But would it not make the most sense to have someone who can just continue on into the OR bagging them? Or I am I just trying to defend Benton? You're no, trying think- to defend Benton because Benton would, before going into an OR, would have to. You know, I have to scrub up anyway. Yeah. Up. So it's not like he could just continuously do it. And there have been moments where somebody in the ER has continued, yeah, has yeah. gone up with them and then come when yeah, they, they needed to. So it did feel like it was a, if it, if Carter hadn't been doing it, it probably wouldn't have been an issue for Ben. Is how I, I felt like it was a catty thing for Ben to nah, do. I think you're right. Yeah. If, so, yeah. if somebody's in that much trouble, you don't want to break the rhythm of somebody being bagged or whatever's happening. You, I wouldn't risk it. Even if I was really upset with somebody like, you know, and Sean calls me old. <laughs> um, I very carefully didn't use that exact word. <laughs> no, I'm it was angelic. Um, Look at that angel face. Ever the quiet sense. boy, eh? Honestly. Um, Alter boy, at least. <laughs> But then Doug comes, Doug does say to him, you know, our job does, you're now in, in the ER, our job kind of ends when the lift, when that elevator comes. And I thought that's an interesting point because he's got to learn his new boundaries and the new limits of what he does. But then hey, uh, somebody comes down in an elevator, very much like an angel. And um, in her beautiful dulcet British tones, asks where... Hello, I'm Miss Corday. Could you point me toward casualty? I love you. Yeah. I love you. (laughs) Like, I'm saying it right now. Doug has competition. Oh. From season four on. I am a massive Corday fan. Same. She Um, is amazing. So she comes down and, yeah, she calls herself Miss Corday and she wants the casualty, which is... She means trauma, not casualty. Mm. Um, but what she she's so corday in this moment as well, because yeah. what we get to know of her, she's so like self-sufficient. She's like, where is yeah. this? He goes, Oh, do you want me to? And she's like, Nope, I'll find my way. I'll call yeah. if I need help. And off she goes. And it's just that moment. And I thought, God, how crazy would it be to be somebody says to you, right, you're gonna be in ER, and the first episode you're ever gonna do is gonna be a live episode. Yeah. So it's like proper what's that you know it is a really is a baptism by fire like yes. she if she can do that she can do anything kind of thing um it, it made me think that a lot of these actors most most likely will have theater experience it's that to me it feels like that same energy of it's got to go right yeah do, you don't fluff on stage do you you, you keep going 
Yeah. Mm, mm. You just, if you're fluffy, carry on. Yeah. You work around it. You improvise exactly. around it. You make it work. Yeah. Um, so then um, we've got Green talking to, um, he talks to the, to Mr. Williams' sitter and he says, because we've mm-hmm. learned that Mrs. Williams is, is, at, is <clears throat> at school that night. So he, he talks to the sitter oh, and he basically rough. says, mm-hmm. get her, go down there, leave the baby with somebody else, go get her. But every time that they go into Mr. Williams, who we all know is facing, you know, this long-term paralysis, He's always like, how's the boy? Is everything okay? Right. How's everything going on? Yeah. I think you know, it's sort of, like, just... obviously I touch wood, I hope never to be in this situation, not to never to come to the aid of someone because you will always hope that you would, you know? Yeah. Now there are times when, look, it's not appropriate, I guess, you know, 50 versus one, an extra body is probably not going to make much of a difference. Yeah. Um, so just make it 51 versus one. But when it comes to this <laughs> poor man, um, it I thought it was something to concentrate on other than what he is or isn't feeling. Yeah. Because there's nothing he, unfortunately, there is nothing he can do. Um, and, you know, other than to go, please tell me it was worth it. Please tell me it was worth it. Yeah. You know, um and of course there is no way of quantifying that i mean like i don't know if the boy ended up the next jesus christ then maybe you know but there is no way of quantifying whether it would be worth it or not but i suppose you could argue that yes it was so um, and and corday comes in and she's and this is where we get this whole she's like oh miss mister yeah, yeah and they're yeah, like yeah. she realizes actually because in this country they say mr and, and i have to say that i found that when i spoke to a surgeon once he was mr and i was like aren't you a doctor yeah. it's i just think it's really funny that you would be a surgeon and we in this country were like we don't want to differentiate we still call ourselves mr mrs um mm. And, and we get to get that little flavour of how it's going to be. For her, it's going to be a bit different. Um, and Weaver is rushing Morgan's turn to the cath lab and the, um, you know, the cameramen see that and they stop, they actually ambush her. And they're yeah. like, very much like, what are you doing? Is he getting preferential treatment over the other person? <laughs> she kicks their asses and I was there for every minute of it. And I, I love how the actual, the image on screen changed to the actual Terminator's viewpoint. <laughs> and it was just the... Uh, kill, kill, yeah. kill. Oh, and, she, and, yeah. and all she does is she just asks him obviously medical yeah. questions, which of course he yeah. cannot answer. Yeah. And so she's like, don't make an assumption and an accusation. And she's right. In, yeah, she yeah, deliberately yeah. uses the word an accusation like that. Um, because if I'm honest, I might've thought the same thing. They were leading you down that way because there was that bit where Jeannie needs, um, I think it's the 12 lead EKG that yes. smiled, she needs it for Mr. I'm about to say Schnauzer, Schopenhauer, that guy. Um, and she oh, goes yeah. and says, oh, I need it. And then they go, it's Morganson. Oh, and she backs off and then she helps them out. Yeah. And so they sort of lead you down that direction. But then as soon as Kerry, you know, rips him in the new one, it, it's all understood. It's, yeah, of course. It's, of course. And 
yeah and it shouts at us as well because if we're thinking yes. that we kind of are like yeah. oh actually gosh we yeah, we yeah. got carried away too and we were thinking yeah come on you i don't know carry <laughs> on our new haircut are here to kick ass this season yeah yeah well it's uh it's maybe a potential you know foreshadowing of her future career i don't know maybe she's good on camera i don't know who knows who knows Ooh. maybe she's good with short hair she is she is here. yeah yeah um and then we get carter who's resuscitating an elderly man um oh, yeah. and as he's doing that the oh. filmmaker's battery's kind of dying and fuzzy but the last thing we see is that you know he yeah. gets resuscitated and carter's trying to do a triumphant speech but he gets cut off because oh, the battery no. completely dies yeah oh poor carter just nothing's going right for him no i know oh. Well, you know what? He's got a lovely wife at home. Hello. <laughs> well played. Kemi, uh, she doesn't come in it yet. Oi, oi. You'll not speak that name yet. Um, and then this is my favourite bit, because Benton and Corday meet for the first time. Yeah. And she's like, I'm here to relieve you of your duties. Um, <laughs> He's just like, I'm fired? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've all had enough Benton, let's face it. But, like, I'm sorry, Carter, I didn't need it. No, it's too late. My job. Yeah. It's too yeah. late. Um, and I, I, I as as you said, John, like there's no kind of oh, you know, where are the needles? Where are the bedpans? Where's this? Where's that? Yeah, She's just yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, I know where I'm at. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I was just, all right, then. I know. I feel like I yeah. need to shadow somebody for seven weeks before I even think about picking up an instrument. And she's just like, you go home. I'll take. I'll tag team, even though I know nothing. Which. Yeah. You know, is is what we love, but um, you know, Miss Cruz's uh, arrives and that's Benton, and Benton says, "Oh, you know how her brother is." Cause she had to talk to the police, so she wasn't with her brother. So Benton kind of takes her off, um, and then we have this scene with Carter, and this is one of those scenes in the ER that always happens. You know, the guy he treated loves life. He's awake yeah. now and he's talking, yeah. and you know, it's a bit overkill in how much he's grateful and wonderful, and life is great. Yeah. This is the one scene I felt was improvised because everyone looks like they are genuinely breaking down. Around yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like they let him just yeah. go. His yeah. acting was brilliant because he did seem surprised. Even when somebody says something they don't expect, especially, this sounds bad, but when old people make kind of smutty jokes that you don't expect uh, them to, but obviously they've, you know, they've had things. Um, what? 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 Yeah. Well, so I well, it was our generation said. had invented that. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the way you went sex. Yeah, like you can't sex. say sex. I'm interested as to why you can't say penis. <laughs> penis. But I'm interested as to why you can't say vagina. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm done. No. Reminds me of that Victoria Woodbit where she says, um, "Slap me on the bottom of the woman's weekly." Well, no, not that one. Oh, well, we'll do later. <laughs> but um, when we're talking about hysterectomies, she says, "You can't say hysterectomy," and the doc- even the doctor goes, "Hysterectomy." It's just it, it reminds me of like older women the way they talk about things indelicately yes. they'll they'll mouth it and yeah uh, mm. yeah because the patient's like talking about life and he's, he calls his, yeah. himself he, he he supplies his stud service is what he tells us all I know it, um, it's brilliant he turns <laughs> camera goes stud service and everybody creases yes yeah. brilliant it's joyful it's beautiful it's like yeah, a lovely yeah. little yeah. a little moment and then what we a cut nice to quite- man I yes. hope things go well. 
And then we cut to Jenny, uh, sorry, Jeannie and Anna. And this is where, this is a saddest point because mm. a guy has fallen through a plate glass window. He's all got cuts on him. They're trying to treat him. He's saying, keep away, keep away. I've got HIV, I've got AIDS, um, you know. And, and then what oh. does Jeannie do? She just walks up to him and says, it's okay. Yeah. Right. She doesn't so even say anything. She just, everybody else is reacting. She just does that calm thing of walking towards him, holds her hands out and just, steadily cut just calms him and I was just she is an absolute queen she is just she is um as as we are recording this how are we looking on the poll <laughs> on Twitter actually you have, have reminded us there yes I was going to mention at the end in case you hadn't worked out from uh, our clever segue just there Jeannie was voted your MVP for was. season three <laughs> and let's face it she was absolutely I mean, Slightly questionable romantic decision towards the end, but we we turned that around. We're following, we, we, were, we yeah. were charmed by it. But yeah, it's of true. course, it was Jeannie. She played an absolute blind of the season. Um, so well done, Jeannie! Yay! Yeah. And she, you know, has hit the ground running on season four already. Exactly, so yeah. yes, yeah. Long may it continue. Mm. Um, and then they've kind of cornered Corday, and they're asking her why she wanted to become a doctor. And we get this lovely monologue, which kind of hints mm. at this kind of crazy family dynamic you know her dad was yeah. a surgeon her grandfather was a surgeon she's not they didn't have a son so she's a surgeon but her mom's not happy I don't know you just get all that again yeah, yeah. you get this idea uh we see Benton kind of in the background and this is when then she turns and goes to talk to to Benton um and then Mrs Williams arrives and we've mm. uh we like I don't want to be in her shoes or green shoes at this moment to have to kind of and that's when they start discussing about delivering bad news um, and how they do it. Because I think that's a, that is an interesting question for, for yeah. kind of civilians, because that's something we couldn't imagine doing. Um, no, not at all. And they all kind of share, don't they, about little bits. And Doug has that really sad story about when he was talking to the mom about the boy mm. who passed away. Oh, yes. Oh, this, I don't know. This should, just yeah. really, really hit. Um, yeah. You know, you're, I'm sorry your son didn't make it. And she goes, but is it broken? Because yeah. her, in her mind, she was prepared for one bit of news and she went into complete survival, maybe shutdown mode yeah. where, no, 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 no. So, oh, so it's, you know, we're left to assume a leg, a, a, an arm or something. She's thinking in her head yeah. as opposed to, what do you mean? He's, and so now... He jokes and says what he says next and says, that's a true story. Now, it being Doug, it might well be a true story yeah. in terms of how he dealt with it, or it might not be. He says, oh, I just let Carol look after it after that, and that's a true story. <laughs> Very possible that he did do that, or yeah. knowing Doug, I'd say he took her by the hand and went, no, we, yeah, your son has died. Yeah. And then went to the funeral and probably paid for the funeral, you know. Probably, yeah. Is he still paying for that kid's meds from the <laughs> other is, season? Like, yeah. He is, yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought that was really poignant as well because I could see that. I could see it all happening, you know. I could imagine that being a scene that we, we'd seen in season one. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was it was just so vivid. Um, and, that, and then Benton comes in to tell Mr W that, you know, he saved the boy's life. The boy's fine. He's out of surgery. He's fine. Mr. W is obviously very happy. At this point, we really understand as well that what's going to actually happen and the reason they needed to get the wife there so quickly is because oh. around his spine, is it, it's it's swelling and it will reach to the point yeah. where he won't be able to 
talk things so this is like their last chance to have conversation and and they're having a really lovely one and they're talking and he's saying you know I'm so glad we got that footage of me and the kid kind of running around and doing this and doing you know and I just it oh you know it's such a tough tough storyline yes, and and it and it's done so beautifully yeah. all the way through we can kind of hear Carter's having trouble with a patient and yeah. and I got a bit annoyed here because they were all being very dismissive about this like they'll be like no we're here we're doing stuff here mm. and then when they finally go to help Carter and you know it, it's the old man from earlier and he's basically dead um yeah. and Carter's still trying to save him because he's shocked and really upset and like very involved and Green said, you know, you don't, this is not what we do in the ER. Um, you have to call somebody. And I was thinking, well, he did call you. Yeah, he, he came. And he does say it. He says it as well. In yeah. fairness to Carter, he goes, I did. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think, yeah, Green is initially quite dismissive and very yeah. openly angry because yeah. he has walked into, there is a dead body here. There is an inexperienced doctor even though we know he's not but there is an inexperienced mm. doctor running this code yeah um yes and you know right are have we just killed someone yeah um now he does say as carter's on his way out of the room he does say all right it doesn't look like you missed anything mm. you know he's looking at the notes and at the rapidly written notes i might say as well um like you know kind of you know, Carter works fast with some paddles, but I tell you who works faster is whoever was writing that bloody chart. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and he goes, look, yeah. And then, and then Carter's voice breaks. Yeah. I didn't think I'd lose him. I know. Sharon, are you okay? No, I'm not. This moment, like, it was yeah. just, you know, I just thought, wow, to have to do that live as well. Like, props to Noah Wiley, because that is just, that whole bit, he just sold that, I thought really well and I really felt for him and 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 literally like it was minutes ago that we saw him laughing about this guy and now and then he has that sad walk down the um down the corridor and they're kind of filming mm. him and and that's when Green is like don't use that don't use any of it yeah. um the dying the him walking off me shouting at him just don't use any of it and in exchange he says I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a an interview and he does and he talks about everything and he says you know um he talks about how he, he wanted the job where he where he works to try and repair some of the violence sometimes uh, but then when he talks about his own beating and this is the moment where we're like is he actually facing up to it now because yeah. he's, he's talking about how vulnerable he is and how it was supposed to be a safe space and and then he says he's worried about losing control of what's outside and what's in me which I just yes. thought was really haunting. Um, but this is the green we know, the green who stands yes. up for what's right and the one who yeah. does anything to kind of help out or support. He saw Carter, they what they were going to do to Carter and he steps in and goes, I'll sacrifice myself instead. Yeah. Which I thought was just a really beautiful kind of way to end it. It was, it was it ended the episode in a much more bittersweet way than I thought it was going to end. Maybe because yeah. there was, there was quite a few bits of humor. You kind of get a bit, little bit of everything. In yeah. This yeah. Yeah. You get your little bit of Cronenberg body horror with Carter getting covered <laughs> in the, uh, the, yeah. of the stars, you know, yeah. you get your, you know, your uplifting pathos with the boy is going to be okay. Um, yeah. You get your tragedy when well, your two bits of tragedy with the mm -hmm. paralyzed man, with the old man who's passed away. 
Um, and then, of course, plenty of action as well. So it's kind of, you know, yeah, this has taken all yeah. of the boxes, you know. The it's the humour of, of using a, a radio as a um, suppository aid. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And getting the, you know, interesting to see what channels you get up there. Um, <laughs> and it is. And it's I felt that Mark's last speech was a bit like, yep, you have the 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 huge moment of I am facing what happened. While yeah. also I got this feeling like, and we'll all be back again tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. this is what we do. This is yeah. how it is. Today is wasn't yeah. special. There was nothing that happened today that will mark it out in the future in any way. You know, this is what it is like. Oh, uh, well, at the beginning, they talk a little bit about how actually it's a bit slow for a Tuesday. Um, yeah. Which, you know, I think really tells you kind of everything. Actually, sorry, I forgot to, that there was another bit I was going to say to you. So um, that was different in the West Coast. When the guy is there, Jeannie and Anna with that guy, and he's got a needle apparently, and in one of them it falls. In West Coast, it fell out. I don't think I ever saw. Yeah, no, I didn't. Oh, uh, no, I don't think that, no. Well, apparently in the West Coast, when it, it fell out. Um so yeah wow they did a live episode it kudos to them because they i felt like they pulled it off and what a monumental thing to do you know they really were like we're gonna do it we're gonna do it properly which they did um i think what really helped as well what's really exciting is is the iba we've got a huge iba list for this yeah for this um I think we all we all know we have to start with alex kingston you know elizabeth Corday. yeah what do we know her from yeah (laughs) yeah so Mulfunders, yeah um obviously doctor who uh we have river song Um, Song. lost in austin she was also in the gilmore girls uh a year in the life really oh was she yeah no way somebody else is in the gilmore girls which one somebody else is in the gilmore girls yeah yeah and she was also in um arrow as diners Mum, Dinah, as the last uh, black, black girls, Black Canary, Black Canary's mum, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, the, there was, yeah, there was two sisters, yes, there was. It's been so long since I've watched those episodes, but I was really impressed. So, they had their parents played by English actors Paul Blackthorne, who will also appear in ER later on, and I think dates uh, uh, Dr. Corday, I think, or oh, right. Blackthorne does anyway. Um, but yeah, it's uh, she was. She did. Um, oh, who do you think you are? That that genealogy show, yeah. and oh, yeah. she was just as brilliant as you'd as you'd expect it to be. She was sort of. Um, she knew she was. You know, she had background in London and things like that, and uh, she thought there was some uh, Jewish ancestors, and then she also finds out that one of her ancestors was um, a, a sex worker. Which is well, I thought I'd. I knew I'd probably find my inner tube. I never thought I'd find out my inner whore. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I love this woman so much. She's just so matter of fact about it. There's no sort of theory, oh my God, my family was so de- de- yeah. deprived. Depraved. Um, but, well, so, and deprived. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, she was just great value on TV. Do you know what I mean? I mm. really get the impression. She's one of those actors you think, I bet would be pals. You know what I bet? Yeah. She's re- a really good laugh. And I think uh, it, it's a testament to how she just walked on and did it, you know, the, yeah, the yeah. episode. I, I, episode. Lo- I just love her intro. Sorry, you're dead right. Just like, yeah, yeah. yeah Corday's here. Yeah, yes. we're all right. Uh, we're sorted. Yeah. Um, no, next. No. I, have a, I have a 
short one next. Just yes. uh, so Miss Cruz. Yes. Uh, Justina mm-hmm. Machado. Uh, I think I pronounce it so maybe Machado or Machado, depending on if it's church or choir and that's ch in the middle of the name um right. i actually recognized her funny enough from the purge uh the purge oh, anarchy. anarchy yeah uh, um she is the co-worker i believe um have you you've uh, seen anarchy yeah yeah i've seen purge anarchy i've seen all of them apart from purge year one, one which hasn't come out yet yeah no, i've seen purge oh, no, year one that's a lie no the first purge uh the forever purge is uh, oh, the next one oh, okay that one so now oh hang on oh she was in superstore i've just finished watching superstore my yeah she's, she's in a couple of episodes yeah she comes in as the the new kind of head of of the shop and they that's when they're trying oh, to unionize that is her <laughs> and then she walks off with all the union stuff and they're like ah um, oh you're so she, right she also she, did uh, one day at a time which was a remake of a show that was on in the, in America. I think it was in the 60s, 70s, and it was a remake centered on a Latino family. And she played the matriarch, and it was, um, okay. it, it was really, it's really beautiful. She has like a, um, a non-binary daughter who's kind of coming out. She's also dealing oh, kind cool. of with the race stuff. She's a single mom, but she was a, a war veteran. Um, and Rita Moreno, Moreno's in it, who is you know glorious woman herself and it, it only ran for a few seasons on netflix but it was it was it was well loved and people were f- trying to fight to keep it but it didn't work but oh. um she also did yeah. things like six feet under and queen of the south things like that and she was touched by an angel oh of course she Justina, w- my god i'm sorry yeah. um but she's also in angel the vampire Ooh. related drama oh yeah <laughs> which you would have to be after being touched by an angel she was one of yeah. she getting vengeance on angel <laughs> staking him no sadly not uh, she was in an episode called judgment as joe yeah and it's not I, I don't know angel as well season two episode oh. one oh, right. I, i'm an angel fan yeah so, so it's yeah, it's good. Lorne, isn't it i don't think uh, i got past the first or was lauren in season one he might have been toward the end oh it says, when the woman runs off, though, Angel is forced to make an incredible sacrifice to find her again. He has to sing at karaoke bar. So I assume yes. that was, yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> is that the oh. sacrifice? Yeah, because he's really uncomfortable about it, because he's got this brooding He's brood. Dark. <laughs> so I love it when they make him do silly stuff. You're right. It is yeah. true. And, and there's the Buffy episode that always makes me laugh is when they, they get haunted by that the the couple from the, the 50s and oh, they have yeah. to keep replay stuff and she goes and he's having to be the female in it and he's kind of she's oh, like I don't remember that I'm she's like walk away from me you bitch yeah and then he kind of goes oh, I, yeah that was okay I need to find that because I don't remember that at all that's amazing that's um, Amazon Prime the... season two I only have eyes for you I mean I'm, I, you could just try that one um I'm not sure maybe so the um... Buffy podcast starts next week. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, next, Ed, do you want to do one? Um, do one? oh, you no, yeah, carry on. Okay, uh, I think I'd like to talk about Nick Offerman. Who? 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 Who, as we joked on the WhatsApp. So, him. Nick Offerman plays, uh, what's the name of the character? In the Reg, Reg, focus Rog. on Nick Offerman, Rog, Rog, yeah. Reg. So, yeah, Nick Offerman is. One of my favorite, who plays one of my favorite characters in of all time, John, uh, Ron Swanson. John Swanson oh, is his God. brother. Oh, Ron oh Swanson God. is amazing. I'm yeah, a, as you know, I'm a recent Parks and Rec yeah, convert, yeah. and I love Ron Swanson. 
Yeah, oh, he's, he's just brilliant. the best, one of the best written characters. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nick Offerman is a Chicago, well, he's actually from Joliet, Illinois, which is sort of down the road, I think. Uh, as is Justine Ricardo, she's from uh, Chicago. But anyway, yeah, so he's known uh, Amy Poehler for years because they were both in Second City Brigade. Um, Second City Brigade, you mean? What what did I say? Upright Citizen Brigade. Yeah, Upright Citizen Brigade or Second City. Yes, thank you. I was getting them. I was was merging them as they should be. You were. So they're both massive improv um, projects that a lot of people from SNL come out of. Obviously, you know, Ron Swanson and loads of things. He's also in uh, We're the Millers, which is one of my favourite comedy films. Um, oh, I didn't know he was in that. Well, I've yeah, not yeah, seen he's, that. He's yeah. the cop. Yeah, it's, he's brilliant in it. Um, but yeah, it's mainly Ron Swanson, let's face it. But, um, uh, no, he is also Bo. Thank you, from Gilmore Girls. Uh, Jackson's. Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Jackson's very annoyed brother when um the baby doesn't arrive and then he comes back later and he thinks that Lorelai is an infomaniac and he keeps trying to hit on her oh so yeah Lorelai the mom or the daughter the mom oh okay that's that. well, bit inappropriate actually, for nick offerman to be hitting on rory well, yeah, actually, yeah, technically Lorelai is both of them but they don't one of them because she called her daughter Lorelai. yeah She's like, men always call their children after themselves. I'm going to call this, but they call her Rory. and She's always Lorelai and right. the daughter's Rory. So, um, yeah, he's in Gilmore Girls. He was also in a really funny episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine where he played oh. <laughs> the, um, the, um, the ex of Captain Holt. Yeah, brilliant turn. Um, no way, gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we've got Summer Phoenix, who played Petra. She, we know from things like The Faculty. She was in The Laramie Project, SLC Punk, which, God, I haven't seen for years. She was also in an episode of uh, Murder, She Wrote with her brother, Joaquin, where they played brother and sister, which is cute. Um, I also... Uh, she used to own a vintage shop in New York and me and my sister went there it's called Some Odd Rubies because she owned it with a lady she was Summer her friend one of her friends was Odessa and another one was Ruby so they named it Some Odd Rubies Um, me and my sister went and the day we went she was there and she was pregnant with Casey a flex baby and I brought a cool watch from there wow you still have the watch I do still have the watch it doesn't work but I have it because I just loved it. <laughs> I was um, watching the other night uh, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade and River Phoenix is in the start of that as the young. Yeah. And I was just, I know we were talking about Summer Phoenix, but I was just spellbound by how beautiful he was. Oh, and, and oh he was. I haven't yeah. seen him in anything in, in ages, but I was like, oh. He we just beautiful. lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But his sister and brother are still here. Excellent. Just well, makes us A couple happy. of sisters and a brother, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, If only his brother's career was doing better. Um, Obscure or what? (laughs) Now we have Sherman. This has got to be the biggest like number of everyone's been in ER since the start. Okay, we've Sherman Howard, who was Mr. Shun Shunberger. Now, um, so I recognize him from quite an iconic horror role, and you'd be forgiven for not recognizing him straight away. Yeah. He was Bob the Zombie in 1985's Day of the Dead, which was it was the the third part of George A. Romero's original yes. of the Dead trilogy. Yes. There was another another one that then followed. Um, two actually, but uh, no trilogy. I mean, oh, so yeah, Land so of the Dead, two, Diary of yeah. the Dead. Uh, there's another one. 
Oh, okay, right with you. Sorry, yeah. Gotcha. Um, he's also in the TV movie, uh, which I really liked, of The Stand from 1994. Oh. He's Dr. Dietz, who was keeping Stu Redman prisoner. Um, so he would have he would have all of his scenes were with uh, Gary Sinise. I, Rob Lowe was in that as a mute. He was, yes. yeah. Yeah. It was on BBC and I was I only caught bits of it. I was like, what's this? And so I really want to watch the remake as well, but oh. Yeah, it's fine. Um <laughs> five out of ten for sure. Yeah. Oh, he was also in Homeland. So I'm just I'm just discovering oh. this now. So that, that would be the things that I would know him the most yeah. from. Um, but like that, he's been in lots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, who wants to go next? Well, I just wanted to point out that we have two actors in this episode who come back later and play very different characters. So we've already mm. discussed Justine and playing. She comes back later and is Claudia Diaz. Um, but also the guy who plays the HIV positive patient, um, his name's Jesse Borrego, and he comes back in season 14 as a death clerk, Javier. I was trying oh, to remember okay. him. He didn't... He's quite sassy and he's he's Spanish and he talks to Tuni quite a bit about men. Oh, I think, yeah, I thought it was him. There's another um, short-lived desk clerk who does impressions and he does improv. And I thought you meant him for a bit, but that's not Javier. Do you know what I mean? Nope, sorry. I'm drawing a blank here now. He's in about four episodes and that's it. So don't worry. Okay. Okay. Uh, trying that's to think it for now. me. That's okay. all the eyebrows I had as well. And I'm just just flying down through the rest of just even the guest stars. No, I'm not seeing. Oh, excuse me. Now, I think this is potentially a cutscene. Maybe he's just credited. So Francois Chau, that's C H A U. So again, could be Chow or could be Chau, uh is credited as neurosurgeon. Now, you would know him from things like Lost, yes. um, Rest of Dawn, The Tick. Oh, is he on The Expanse? I haven't, I haven't yeah, seen The Expanse yet. He, he is in it, but he's in it very fleetingly. He's at the lift when they take the gangbanger upstairs, I think. And he's oh, on the edge. I thought, okay. I think he's been in it before as a neurosurgeon. I think we've talked about him before. Possibly. Okay. I might be wrong. But yeah, I know exactly who you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he has that kind of because it's even in now as I look at his IMDb profile picture it's still it's the smile and raised eyebrow that he does in every single thing yeah, I've yeah, ever yeah. seen him in and that's not a judgment because George Clooney does the look down and look up in every <laughs> single thing I've ever seen him in so um, now now last one okay yep as in holy god there's still another one John Hawks who was the PA who was setting up the camera in the break room. Now, again, absolutely, you know this guy's face. Uh, he is the quintessential, oh, that guy, <laughs> guy in stuff. Um, right. Excuse me now, will I get you a... Um, so I'm you would, you would, you, I think you would know him more as slightly older. Um, right. Now... Uh... No. So, for the purpose of a listener, sorry, sure, yeah, it's not the screen. It's, it's a not little bit a very blurry. clear. Yeah. Um, What's he but, from? Uh, so he is from. Da, 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 da. Sorry, see, oh, I'll, I'll try and get the most recent stuff uh, first, um, which was potentially a mistake. Um, okay, 
Deadwood, Peanut Butter Falcon, which I loved. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, brilliant film. Yeah. Um, Everest, which I actually really enjoyed as well. Um, now scrolling back down. I don't know if you watched Eastbound and Down. He was no. in that. Uh, Lincoln. Um, yeah, I saw that one. Contagion. Um, Probably seen that Which one. I think everybody rewatched during early days of lockdown. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, that's the one with um, uh, Jude Law doing a, a sort of odd accent. Yeah, he's kind yeah. of that. Yeah, um, but it's it is it is masterful that film. But yeah, I wouldn't watch. I think I watched it just before it the lot before. It's a bit. Yeah, it was a bit. I, I did watch it during. It was a bit heavy. Um, yes, he's in Lost. He was in Winter's Bone. So yeah, so one of those people. Ah, that guy. He's that right. actor, you know. <laughs> and I think that is now me. Good. Any more for any more for any anyone else? Shall no. we, after that wild ride, should we do some drugs? Yeah, we're going to need them. I think we need, need yeah. them. I think you will after, with, with this one. So um, some of Phoenix's character, uh, when um, one of the doctors asked, do you need anything else? She says, yeah, can you have a, give me a refill of Librium? Which is also called, I'm going to run up to this one, chlordiazepoxide, um, which is a benzodiazepine. So they're drugs used for anxiety and they've got other... Uh, aspects to them um so it's it's used to treat anxiety insomnia and also sim- and also withdrawal symptoms from alcohol under the drug so i think that's the impression that they all live in a bit of a fast life and they're cleaning up and so she that's why she's taking it um so it was actually the first benzodiazepine to be synthesized and it's done by it was created it was uh, discovered by pure chance Okay. Yeah. So it's got amnesic, anticonvulsant, anxiolytic, hypnotic, sedative, and skeletal muscle relaxant properties. So it can make you lose your memory. Um, Anticonvulsant, (laughs) obviously, such as convulsions. And anxiolytic, it's medication that um, reduces anxiety. It's hypnotic, so it makes you quite sleepy. So it's like, it's not hypnotic, it makes you in a trance. It's it's what they call sleeping pill, Mm. it's hypnotic. Mostly sedative okay. relaxes you and the muscle relaxing relaxes you well. So that's probably what I suggest that's what she was taking it for because of, um, the, you know, she may be in withdrawal. Well, yeah, benzodiazepines are quite heavy drugs. I think, again, it might be replaced by SSR, SSRIs for other things. But yeah, that is Librium. Okay, great. And we're calling it. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> and we're calling it. Thanks for listening to our podcast about everything ER. Don't forget you can find us on social media on Instagram at you set the tone pod and at set underscore pod on Twitter. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And remember, you set the tone. <laughs> <laughs>